let's say you had four different types of like environmentalists and the fourth number four is kind of like the extremist, mm-hmm. the extreme like activist. You need a small percentage of those uh, in order to kind of, I call them like conversation starters. You need yeah. these people to kind of create that conversation. But if every single environmentalist was a four, I think the movement would be negative. Hello and welcome to the Humans for Cause podcast by Coaching for Cause. The Humans for Cause podcast is all about taking a deeper look into the subjects that we specialise in. From sustainability to social enterprise, we will be talking to real humans about the causes that they are passionate about. We will leave no stone unturned as we talk and chat our way to understanding the world around us so that together we can create solutions, make positive change and productive impact. This podcast has been recorded with our community in mind. So let's get going. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Humans for Cause podcast by Coaching for Cause. It's an online coaching platform that brings people, coaches and NGOs together for sustainable living. Today we have the whole team um, part of it. Uh, so exciting. We're all going to introduce ourselves a little bit that you get to know us um, better and what got us uh, started with environmentalism. So I start with uh, myself. Uh, my name is Manuel. I'm the founder of Coaching for Cause. I'm uh, originally from Germany, but based in Bali, Indonesia. And uh, what got me started was um, uh, I took an environmental workshop um, two years ago at the Green School, which uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a school that teaches about environment and uh, has a holistic learning um, concept. And uh, the whole school is about bamboo. And I learned there about different environmental issues that we are facing in the world and um, what we can do to make a difference. As well, I saw um, the plastic pollution firsthand uh, on the beaches in in Bali and that that's kind of what got me started and if I would have a superpower an eco superpower it would be to dive into the ocean and every time I touch uh, plastic it turns into a fish to save the ocean it's it's a German version of Aquaman yeah (laughs) (laughs) hi everyone my name is Sandra Page Um, I'm from Frankfurt Germany and I'm coaching sustainable tourism and conservation I uh, got my inspiration, I think, many years before when I was a child and when I started scuba diving um, and I saw for the first time marine life, like large marine life, like sharks, whales, but also small ones like um, coral reef and uh, fishes. And yeah, and all those things I saw really brought me to all these um, topics um, I'm now doing in conservation. And yes, seeing from time to time that the ocean and also all life on the earth gets uh, less and less, makes me wanted to do something about it. Um, Yeah, and it all started with the ocean. So I guess my superpower would be having um, an unlimited time of amount in the water and yeah, help to protect the oceans and all the incredible wildlife in there. Hey guys, I'm Jen Douglas Craig. I'm from Washington, D.C., and I coach veganism. And what got me into veganism and environmentalism was, well, first was a friend who mentioned that that meat and dairy cause a lot of environmental problems. And that was the first C, but the, the thing that really took me down the rabbit hole was when I was nursing my second baby. And suddenly it occurred to me that if I'm making milk for a baby, then a cow must be making milk for a baby, but where are the cow's babies if we're drinking the milk? And as soon as I thought that 
cut, my next thought was do not Google that. Like, do not, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. And just that like really disturbing thought of you don't want to go see what's there took me down a huge rabbit hole. Um, and I changed our family and we've like never been the same since and we're so happy for it. So if I had a superpower, I would snap my fingers and all of factory farming would disappear. That's so good. <laughs> hey guys, my name is Frank Liu. I'm a wildlife photographer. And here at Coaching for Cause, I'm coaching wildlife photography and visual storytelling on social media. My inspiration that led me to leaving my finance job and pursue wildlife photography was back in 2016. I went to my first photo safari in Kenya and I've been shooting different genres of photography back then um, as a hobby. Um, but this time it felt different. It felt really natural. The timing and composition and whatnot all came very naturally. So at the end of this, uh, this photo trip, I pitched my photos to different publications and eventually they were published on The Sun, The Guardian, Nat Geo Wild, and um, a couple more. After saving up for a few years, I decided to quit my finance job and started pursuing wildlife photography. And if I could have one superpower, I would love to be able to communicate with animals. I would love to hear their life stories. And I'm sure there are a lot of things going on beyond what we can see. Hi, my name is Olivia Taylor and I'm from Cape Town, South Africa. I coach people um, at Coaching for Cause through the steps to start their own charity as well as on sustainability consultancy. And I take my inspiration from nature around me. I was very lucky to have visited a lot of really beautiful, pristine places around the world. And then coming back to my own home, seeing litter on the beaches. And I think that really brought home um, how widespread the problem is if it was on my in my own backyard and i think the thing that i found most insp inspiring since then were these words that really comforted me which were we shouldn't be leaving a better world for our children but we should be leaving better children for our world mm -hmm. and so i guess then if i had um, an eco superpower it would definitely be every time i blink my eyes a veggie garden would be planted in africa I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. What's yeah. your favorite veggie? My favorite? Veggie. <laughs> All of them. Sweet potato. Sweet potato <laughs> as well. Yeah. That's delicious. All right. G'day, everyone. My name is Blaine, and I am from New Zealand, but currently living in Australia. Um, I'm currently a coach, coaching. Uh, eco-communication specifically, digital communication on social media and all that kind of stuff, content creation. Um, inspiration, what was my inspiration? Uh, my inspiration for that particular topic came from identifying a problem, that being the disconnect between the science and the public. So that's kind of what made me focus on that problem. But the deeper inspiration probably happened a few years ago when I went to Thailand and visited a elephant sanctuary which I thought was legit turned out to be not legit and that kind of opened my eyes to um, I guess some unethical practices in these different industries and wanting to raise more awareness around the people that are doing the right thing and kind of bring attention to those people so that inspired me for that um, my eco superpower would probably be 
So we've got talking to animals from Frank. I think I'd like to be able to talk to trees. I feel like trees are great listeners. Uh, and I feel like if I could communicate with them, I'd be able to share their wisdom. So that would be my superpower. That's deep. <laughs> hey everyone, my name's Kieran. I'm based in the UK and I am a sustainability mindset and intentional living coach with Coaching for Cause. I got into sort of this whole um, change or intentional living because I started looking at my plastic pollution when traveling, being fortunate enough to travel through um, South Africa and Mozambique and, and spend some time along the oceans. I started to see plastic pollution and really made that connection that the plastic pollution on that beach could easily have been the things that I was consuming. And when I realized that, I started to recognize the, the consequences of the actions I was taking. So I started to reduce my plastic. I started to reduce my impact on the environment. I changed to a vegetarian diet, then changed to a vegan diet and, um, or vegan way of living and, and continue to change and try and lessen my impact on, on people, on the world, and also the animals that inhabit this beautiful planet. So um, that's really how I came to be where I am now. And recently I've been really interested in like the mind and how um, we can start to break down the stories that, uh, that are fed to us by society, by the people around us and, and start to live a more freer, more joyful um, life where we sort of understand and aware of why we do the things we do. And um, yeah, and my superpower, uh, my, <laughs> my eco superpower, it would be to maybe touch a body of water and to be able to sort of like, not heal it, but get rid of all the toxins. So I could touch the soil and it would, you know, cleanse it of all the toxins, of all the unhealthy things um, within it and just rid them. I don't know where they go. Maybe they just disappear like that. Um, hopefully they don't go anywhere else, but that's what I would want to be able to do um, is that, or kind of maybe like put my hand on something and heal it. So like heal the ground um, the soils or heal the waters that are damaged and you know all the corals will become bright and colorful something like that um hi there my name's molly birchmore um and i am from the uk although i spend most of my time um living and working in asia um between nepal indonesia um and sometimes thailand too um for coaching for cause i coach crowdfunding conservation sustainable travel and a bit of climate activism too um my inspiration for getting involved in our environmentalism uh, was actually similar to Blaine. When I went traveling, I went to a place that's highly regarded as, as one of the best elephant facilities uh, in the world. And I kind of went there and was like, oh, if this is, if this is the best, then I feel like there's some improvements that could be made here. Um, and so then that kind of took me off on a journey where I was just really passionate and wanted to learn as much as I could about captive elephant welfare, um, wild elephants within Asia and perhaps quite significantly the communities um who are looking after them um and so that has taken me to live and work all around asia which i'm incredibly grateful for um and i'm just very passionate about about conservation and doing it in in the right way um so i guess my superpower isn't directly linked to my passion of elephants um but it would be to be able to communicate and understand every language in the world because um, I feel like so many of the issues in the world right now are based on the fact that we can't understand each other and some of that is based on just language differences um, and some of that's based on cultural differences and a lot of that is based on we just don't want to understand other people but if you can take out one of those barriers which is language um, 
So not for us to be able to speak one language, to preserve all languages, because I think that all languages need to be preserved for their cultural heritage. Um, but if you could understand and communicate in every language in the world, that might make things a bit easier. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Giselle Bonifacio. I was born in the Dominican Republic, but I'm based in New York City now. Um, I coach people on uh, sustainable parenting and also toxic free living. And uh, part of my inspiration started at a very young age back in the Dominican Republic when I was about 10 or 11 years old and um, started with this group called Boy Scouts in the United States is known as it's divided into Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. But in the Dominican Republic, it's just one group of everybody combined. And um, the concept of it um, was thanks to um, Robert Bander Powell that he said, try to leave this world a better place or better than how you found it. And part of the things that we do, we did back then was um, pick up trash from the streets. And believe it or not, um, although I hated it, it, you know, I, as a kid, I wanted to just be playing and doing other things, not picking up trash from the streets. But at that time, I, look at it from a different perspective and that's how I started analyzing human activities towards our planet and I fell in love with it and uh, that's where all my passion for sustainability started and um, now that I'm a mom that's what I want to do and continue what I started back then without even realizing it and if I could have a superpower will be teletransportation to pick up the trash of every place in the world uh, with my daughter um, by my side. It's something that we do consistently. So if I could have that superpower will be teletransportation to pick up all the plastic rubbish in the world. Oh, that's awesome. That would be pretty cool. Hi, my name is Citraka. Everybody calls me Sissy. I'm from Madagascar and now I'm based in Vancouver, Canada. I coach on uh, zero waste lifestyle and low waste traveling and also how to organize events uh, sustainably. And uh, how did I get started with uh, sustainability? How did I get into the like passionate about sustainability is uh, five years ago, I was traveling for the first time in Bali. And at some point I saw this mountain of waste on the side of the road. And it, it was like um, a wake up call, even if it's, it was not the first time I was seeing that amount of waste. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it elsewhere, unfortunately. Um, but then I started being interested in uh, recycling, upcycling, and eventually I discovered zero waste. So that's why uh, since then I'm trying and learning still to live a zero waste lifestyle. And uh, because I wanted to do something, uh, I wanted to act and not just observe what was happening what was happening around me uh yeah and if i had a superpower it would be to purify the air because since um last week now uh we have wildfire uh wildfires uh around like we 
we have uh, some U.S. states, neighboring uh, Vancouver, and uh, we 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 have a smokes here in Vancouver. Can you imagine? So it has been really bad. I cannot even imagine how it is in the U.S. But uh, if I had a superpower right now, an eco superpower, it would be that. Hi, yeah. Hi, everyone. So my name is Nilapati, and I originally come from Indonesia, but I'm currently located in the Netherlands. Um, uh, in the Coaching for Cause, I'm covering topic related to sustainable living, zero waste lifestyle, and a little bit of activism. And my inspiration is on the place where I come from. Indonesia is the biggest archipelago in the world. Thus, we have a lot of beautiful, beautiful beach, uh, but this beaches is just right now full of trash and um, only maybe only the one that is close by the resort that is clean uh, because they clean it up every morning but outside of it you just see trash everywhere and I realized that uh, relying on the government relying on recycling system is not something that we should do we should just take action because we are the president of our own home and you know we can just make our own regulation and then with that then the government can follow the grassroots movement um yeah so my superpower will be time traveling i will like to travel through different time and i will be able like you know to predict the future also like doctor strange if you watch you know like uh, Marvel, let's say, and then I, I will I will join like this um, IPCC report meeting, UN meeting, and I'll be like, nope, that's a bad decision. Oh, that one is good, you know, like, this kind of thing to predict like what is going on uh, with like policy and regulations. So yeah. Ooh, that sounds nice. Fun. That's awesome. Cool. I feel like a lot of people would listen to like approach that the same way they approach like empirical like evidence. It's like, I see your like unquestionable like data, but I've still got to go the other way. <laughs> you know, I think this is what I will do. Like there is already like 26 different, you know, like uh, climate conference right now going on, right? And um, I'm in 25 at the moment. I will just take picture on every single of them. Like, because I can travel back in time, right? And then I will not age. I will just stay the same, you know? Like, I will be like, see what I'm talking, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> see what I'm talking about? <laughs> But then, but then I'm afraid, sorry? So you're going to say like, see what I said a hundred years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll be like, I'll be like, listen to your ancestor. And then I'll be like, you know. Oh. <laughs> listen to I'm your ancestor, granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is like, I'm afraid the moment I said that and then security came in and then I'll just get into the lab, you know, like my, they just take my blood and everything, just mm. do like a lab test on me. It's like, this is legit. Can we copy her? You know, like, <laughs> can every country have her? You know, like all of this. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So what really drew me to coaching for cause was when I first saw it on Instagram and I was going through a cleanse at the time and I was really concerned about seeing negative imagery and, and messages come to me on social media. And, you know, I, I went and I scrolled through the Coaching for Cause feed and I was just so inspired by the quality of the coaches that you had and by your story. And I was just really moved to, I just really wanted to be part of the tribe. I mean, your vibe attracts your tribe. I definitely uh, uh, saw what you guys are doing and then reached out immediately and said, listen, I want to be involved. I want to help. And it was 
it was that the, the, the community that you built was so inspiring and, and drew on, like I said before, such a, an incredible quality of coaches that I just said to myself, if I want credibility, this is the crew I want to be part of. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you, oh, Olivia. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's very nice words of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Gosh, do I deserve those kind of words? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep them coming. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> Continue. Can you clip that so I can listen to it every day? Yes. <laughs> when I wake Put it in up. your alarm. Put it in your <laughs> Perfect starting to say. Just say that's why I thought I'd start because that's really actually what drew me to coaching for calls. It wasn't the impact, it was the mm. quality of the coaches. And only after I'd realized how cool each individual person's story was able to build up this sort of network and base for coaching for cause, that's when I was like, you guys have got a really cool impact story as well. Mm. Um, and that's when I started looking at what you'd measured, you know, how many dogs had been sterilized how many kilograms of plastic had been picked up and then when i realized you also measured your impact i was completely convinced that this was the future of of environmental communications and education and i wanted to be part of it thank you uh, olivia yeah also what i try with coaching for causes not to make like in this environmental field these environmental messages are spread in a very extreme way you know you either do it or you don't and you're either an environmentalist or you don't if you eat meat you're not an environmentalist if you're like all of these kind of things and uh like all of you are kind of spreading this message in a uh like understandable and very nice nice way um because i'm not a fan of like extremism or like we need to take uh, action and we need to like change the system but i think you can do it in such a way to not judge others and not to make others feel guilty or bad about themselves um, because um, i think we talked about this a lot already but no one is going to change if you make them feel like guilty or yeah not part of this whole movement yeah mm. it's interesting though because i think you know, there needs to be, like, let's say you had four different types of like environmentalists and the fourth number four is kind of like the extremist, mm -hmm. the extreme like activist. You need a small percentage of those uh, in order to kind of, I call them like conversation starters. You need yeah. these people to kind of create that conversation. But if every single environmentalist was a four, I think the movement would be negative. So it's kind of getting that balance right. And I think that balance of one, two, threes and fours isn't like static. It changes over time as well. Like we might be in a time where we need more fours than normal. And then hopefully, you know, once they do their job, then, you know, we need more threes, we need more twos. Um, so I kind of like thinking about that, like what number am I? <laughs> <laughs> at this time that we're at at the moment, what numbers do we need more of and why? And yeah. yeah, I think I quite like that. That's a really interesting concept. Because I hear that. Concept. Yeah, because I hear that. But I think at the same time, we also need these fours. Yes. So yeah, we, you're right. it's, it's also Maybe. negative to say, it's also what? negative to say, like, um, you know, just remove them completely. No, uh, like what I was trying to say, I didn't mean like remove them completely. Mm -hmm. What, what yeah, I was, yeah. uh, meant is like in that coaching field or helping people to live more sustainably, I think you need more like the three, uh, the two and three that, aren't like fully extreme but ha like have yeah. that knowledge and can 
share it in an understandable and nice way. Like the, like let's say the number four and the extreme, these are the people who like, okay, work with the government or like take, uh, bring people like companies to the courts or like kind of, I think there you would mm. need the number fours to take like legal, legal action or demonstrate and all of these things. Or what are your thoughts mm. on this? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really interesting the way you were describing it is having like you have threes and fours. Um, there's, a, there's a framework that was uh, released this year and it's called the Social Change Ecosystem uh, by a woman called Deepa uh, Ayer um, who works for an organization called buildingmove.org or movementbuilding.org, whichever way around. I apologize for getting that wrong. Um, and it's a whole ecosystem of, of change makers. And so you have people like the visionaries and the builders and the... Uh, healers and the storytellers and all of these other kinds of people and they all uh, occupy a specific kind of ecological niche as it were within the within creating social and systemic change um, and i think that's what you were touching on their blame was that you need a bit of everyone and you need a bit of everyone in different ways in different amounts at different times um, for different issues and that way you can address issues in an intersectional way and in an accessible way and create real systemic change um, moving i think this this framework is a particularly good example of what we've all kind of touched upon um and to kind of i think it's really i like the idea of identifying your kind of own ecological niche within any area of activism i think that's really important because then that allows you to stick to what you know to put yourself in out, outside of your comfort zone in order to help the cause and to help others but at the same time not feeling under pressure to do things that aren't within your remit or your capacity or even if you're in your role to do that change because it's not in your skill set it's not in your capacity it's not your your position in society to do this you have to do this stuff um, and it's incredibly value and it's essential that you do that so that other people can do the other thing yeah that's like the best way to explain it but i also think you know like even us as an individual we have like it really depends on who we are talking to then we put ourselves in different level then like i wouldn't i wouldn't go like on level four like strict crazy policy making kind of language when it talk to someone that have no clue why we should bring our own bottle you know like all of these things so i think that's that's that goes both way in a sense that you have a group of people in the society but you as a person itself also move a lot in this whole different phase absolutely I think our strength is also is as a collective because there's issues and we're all from different backgrounds and we have different strengths and weaknesses i think that makes it really easy for people to um, put themselves in one of our situations and so for each niche, we have recovered different levels. So it's very easy for them to say, okay, so for example, um, if I take the vegan um, veganism uh, webinar, people can also relate to me because I wasn't into this at all, just like a few months ago. And so people can put themselves in my shoe or maybe if they're more serious, they can put into someone's shoes. So I think as a collective, we have such a strength um, with a mix of strength and weaknesses. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're all learning from each other within this process. We're all teaching and learning from each other, which I think is really exciting. And I like how we join other coaches webinars because it shows like you're leading by example, how you um, open to learning uh, new knowledge and changing your mindset as you're learning. I think that's very important. 
and it's really valuable lesson i mean you know like sometimes i'm like oh i didn't think about it you know like this kind of thing so it's it's, it's very very valuable also in a sense yeah and also that kind of mindset uh, you're always learning you know there's no matter what the person is teaching you can learn uh, from everyone like even from a small child like i think to have that open mindset to not say okay i know everything is also very important yeah i mean there's so much to like we can learn from a child we can learn from looking at, at plants looking at a shell like the concept of biomimicry like i stumbled upon that concept at um, architecture school this idea that you know, you can learn so much from nature and then apply that in ways that would benefit, you know, humans. Um, so just listening, I think we can learn through just, just opening our eyes a bit, opening our ears and just listening to what's out there. No, absolutely true. I just realized actually on this yesterday, this is one of the examples that I have is that, so um, if you think about it, when plant grow is like the most self-destructive thing that you can even think of. I mean, it starts from a seed and it has to break itself. Like, I mean, who did that as a person? You know, like, why would you break yourself to like become something else? But like, I did, I never think about it. I was just observing my plants. I have a lot of plants at home. So I was just observing it like, okay, this is like the craziest thing that a person or like somebody will do to just like break themselves and then you know like grow but no like in 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 a sense that when we think about this like okay that's how they grow but as a normal other people who doesn't know how plan work when they think like okay yeah they have to break themselves they will think like why it's so self-destructing why are you destructing they you know you're like destructing yourself in order for you to grow it doesn't make sense but then you realize that you know you just have to transform into something that is better so um also with the sustainability journey sometimes you have like you, you break down you're like oh my god there is so many too much all this bad news about environment like government doesn't do much so you just you just break apart and then you realize like okay you know this is time for transformation you're just gonna go further i'm just gonna join coaching for cause you know <laughs> for example to get better so it's it's also one of the things to see that you can observe and then suddenly you thought about it, it's like what did we go yeah i really i really like that analogy i've not thought of it like that before and it's, it's one that i'm sure we could like go <laughs> oh blaine she just said it's unbelievable yeah <laughs> that was excellent <laughs> that pun in itself was <laughs> um but i really like that analogy and i really like um i've lost my trail of thought from the from the pun <laughs> that, uh, that that just <laughs> stopped everything wait i just want to make sure i got it did you say unbelievable unbelievable yeah unbelievable i remember what i was gonna say i was gonna say it's come back to me now that when you were talking about how you kind of have to have that moment of kind of breaking down and going oh my god what it what in the world is going on it's all it's all gone pot how are we going to get through this and then you find like-minded people like we've all done here and like we're calling people in to do with coaching for cause um but actually once you've had that kind of breakdown moment as it were you then go okay well now all of it's been uncovered i can see all of it in a different way now because i don't think you can see one little bit of it and not it might take you a while, but, but you then suddenly see all of the other issues. And then when you've got to the stage where you can see all of the issues, like being with new contact lenses or with a new set of glasses, like, okay, I can see what's going on here now. 
it, like it's confronting and it and it hurts when you first realize it but then you go okay I'm sitting, sitting with this for a while now I have to work with this this is this is my reality now I understand this now how am I going to move through the world knowing that it is how it is now and that's how and, and when you first have that moment of oh my god what is happening it's scary and it's horrible particularly if you're on your own and you feel very alone in that but then you find a community and you find solutions and and you still have those moments where it all feels very overwhelming because frankly it is um but then you've had that community and you have solutions available and you can go okay i'm gonna feel sad about it today but then i'm gonna get straight back at it tomorrow yeah, I think having community is like, for me, the most important thing. It's like, you know, Mr. Rogers, do you guys know Mr. Rogers? I don't know if the world knows Mr. Rogers. He was this educator on TV in America, very beloved. And he would say, look for the helpers when you're feeling scared or stressed. That's what he tells children on his show. And I think that it's so hard right now feeling overwhelmed that like knowing other people, especially knowing their stories, like, what did it feel like when you completely altered the way you thought and the way you behaved? Because it's really taking on a new, um, a new lifestyle, regardless of what you adapt or adopt to like become more environmentally friendly. You have to change the way you navigate the world. And then what does that feel like? Like when I was thinking about becoming vegan a long time ago, I like would Instagram like DM people and be like, I see that you're vegan. Um, how did that feel when you told people you weren't going to eat their food? Was it okay for you? Like, I just wanted to hear people's stories and really kind of understand, like, how am I going to align my beliefs and my actions together in a way that feels comfortable? And like, the reality is, is that it doesn't feel comfortable at first. And having a community that says, we totally understand what you're going through. This is how we felt like is so important to getting past that stage of discomfort because once you get past that stage of discomfort and it just becomes a belief system and part of who you are and the way you navigate the world and you start to feel confident in the way that you talk to other people about it like that that getting to that place of comfort and like, like confidence it, it there's a there's a very lonely journey there. And if you can make it not lonely by like joining a membership, like coaching for cause or finding people that inspire you that you have a personal connected interaction with, that is where you get to like next level, really, honestly. Don't you guys think? Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'd be lost without you lot now. <laughs> yeah, a little coaching for cause family. Ooh, it's important. Yeah, yeah but that's why I, I also like really agree is when people try to go into one of our niches, they can always find someone else within the community or the coaches that they can uh, connect with because they're on the same level, on the same step of the journey. So I think, I think that's really cool, like not feeling like you, you're doing it like by yourself and, and seeing others who's doing it and how how they're committing it and how much uh, motivation they have to do it. I think that helps a lot. Yeah. And you also hold yourself kind of accountable when you see other people uh, doing these things and yeah. taking these steps to live a more sustainable life. It's like having a gym body when you look at like, yeah. things yeah. Sports, like to and motivate you each other. Do it, you people cheer for you as well. Yeah, and yeah. push you too. Coach of the course, cheerleaders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what got me started. I remember when I was chatting with Manuel 
and uh, we were talking about joining and we had our first meeting. Um, I try to listen to my guts. Like when I have that feeling, it's like, oh, this, this is actually have a feeling that it's good for me. And uh, I'm sure that many of you had that experience with family or friends that they didn't understand your alignment, like Jen was saying, your beliefs. And um, personally, I got a lot of hate for that. It gets to you and finding that community is crucial. So it's, for me, that's why I feel that all of you are also part of my family. I feel that um, I always look forward to our meetings because that energy is just, it really gets to me. Like Jen was saying, it's so crucial to join a community like that, that um, can relate to you, that you know that instead of just getting the hate that I used to get from my family, they're going to be there for you. They're going to say, hey, I struggle with the same thing. I'm here for you, anything you need. And besides just us being coaches, we still get that from each other. So to me, that's just super crucial. And that's a big why I actually wanted to, to join. Thank you for sharing, Michelle. That's beautiful. Oh my God, I'm like holding my peers right now. <laughs> oh. This is, uh, let it this out, is let so, it out. This is so cute. And Giselle, like I'm sending you like a tiny true. heart, but my heart is oh. big, you know? Like, yeah. It's true, it's actually very true. I really, really mean it. And I think I have shared that before, uh, but I truly, truly mean it. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. not just for myself, but I feel that the whole community also has helped me in my bond with my daughter. I don't think I didn't realize before how um, connected Jocelyn and I have been after I started all of this with Instagram and coaching for cause. It's just, it has been huge for us. So it's uh -huh. thanks to, to you guys also. Hmm. Now everybody's speechless. <laughs> <laughs> we just observe like you know like how do you call it observing no 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 absorbing the the feeling the energy, also. The energy that is being there because i completely agree you know like this group is really fun smart people inspiring people and i mean i just joined like not even a month like i think it's like one and a half months um but right you're now. already part of the family <laughs> but exactly that's what i mean but now i feel like i am really really becoming part of the family so yeah i really love it yeah i think the community is a really big one like for me i don't have many friends in the offline world that are into this at the moment mm -hmm. so yeah, the kind of the, the only way that i can meet people like me or were into the things that I was into was like online coaching for cause. And I think that's quite powerful. Just the idea that we can meet people that are into the same things that I'm into you know, online. Like this wasn't yeah. possible five, 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. But take advantage of that, you know, the, the ability to connect with people that are share similar values. I think that's a big advantage of social media. Like, be able to connect True. to like-minded people like we almost all know each other through social media like it's so funny crazy <laughs> yeah it's so yeah. crazy <laughs> and and that's what i find it really amazing with coaching for a cause because it's like internationally and it is online it is you know like you can just 
come from anywhere in any part of the world and you still can become a member you can become a coach you know you can join the community so space doesn't really become a, it's not a limitation you know and 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 that's what make it amazing because you learn something that i never heard like you know some of for example with the tourists like the last uh the last um webinar. Like panels webinars and everything it's like this is, there are a lot of new information that i wouldn't be able to have access to if i don't join coaching for cause also mm. yeah and you get so many different perspectives because we are from uh so all over the world and from in every country it's different also the environmental situation uh, so it's I think that's one of the most interesting points that I find like to see, hear all of these different perspectives. And I like that we're starting to do these podcasts now because I really enjoy our conversations and yeah. it's going to be really indulgent of me to say I think everyone should listen to our conversations. <laughs> <laughs> But I really think that everyone should be listening to our conversations. Yeah, and we um, no, no, I think I think it's great that we're doing this podcast because one like Neela was saying it's it's great to have that conversation and it's fun and it's generally lighthearted and then we'll kind of, you know, we'll go on these kind of deep philosophical dives on things um which is which again you open up a whole new level of uh, conversation and new ways of thinking and then the fact that we're going to have Um, different speakers coming in as well, um, interviewing people that inspire us and people whose work has inspired us in the work that we're doing with Coaching for Cause and our own projects outside of Coaching for Cause as well. I think that this podcast is going to be a really great platform for for just having a chat um, and really taking the time to take a, a deep dive into topics and and really go into that greater detail that perhaps we don't have on social media um, mm. You know, we've just spoken about the merits of social media, but sometimes things can be a bit too short and snap and, and snappy. Um, and we all like a chat and we all like to, to go down the rabbit hole of things. So to create a space for ourselves to do that, that other people can come into as well, um, I think is really, really exciting. And I love a good podcast. So it feels quite exciting to be on one. Yeah. <laughs> love you, Miles. <laughs> and we also so learn so much from each other. Like I found... Just right now in that one hour chat, I uh, learned so much from all of you that I didn't know before. And all of the eco powers, <laughs> eco superpowers, <laughs> <laughs> that we are still hiding. <laughs> from the world. Yeah, amazing. I think we can wrap it up. Thank you everyone for, for listening and uh, thanks to all of you for joining for the first uh, humans for cause podcast episode um, it's really exciting we will have much uh, more episodes uh, coming up uh, so stay tuned for some deep conversations thank you everyone thank you so much for listening you are now in a position to change someone's life for the better if someone popped into your head as you were listening to this episode send them the link now isn't that a guaranteed way to make someone's day we think so now we hope that you learned something today and if you did let us know Tag us on Instagram using at Coaching for Cause. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so via our Patreon page. And the link for that is in our show notes. Coaching for Cause is an online coaching platform that brings people, coaches and NGOs together to help themselves and to help the world. To find out more and to get involved, head to www.coachingforcause.com and join our community. We'd love to have you. Oh, and one final thing. We regularly release new podcasts, so please subscribe before this episode ends, which will be in five, four, three, two. One, see you later.